Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. Mac, or should I call you? Mr. 305, it's episode 305, and we're talking Miami. That's right, KG. We're here, and tonight, go to ACC Network. You'll see more Miami talk. This is just Miami Day. It's all about sometimes, the U. You know, sometimes it just works out that way. It's all about the U, as KG said. Uh, man, it's fun. It's exciting. We're getting close. We're right here, guys. I mean, I was looking at the calendar, and we have one more week of this ACC football tour, and then it's game week. And yes. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I'm not ready. But in the same breath, it seems so far away. Like we're, we're, we're in that weird time. It's close, but it's not close. Um, so, so do what you got to do. Go to Ingles. Get prepared, people, uh, because tailgate season is freaking here. And mm-hmm. I know, KG, you like to get into it. Um, I'm a big chili guy. You probably have to wait just a little bit for that. Um, you know, you want it to be a little brisk. You don't want a hot chili on a hot day. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm still looking at the tomato sandwiches, the BLTs. Mm. Uh, keep me fresh. I was actually dreaming about that. I was looking on Instagram, saw our reel of the tomato sandwich. And I was like, man, I need one right now. I got to get it. Mac, tonight we were doing a little, this is something we would do for a tailgate. So Nick grilled some burgers from Ingles, delicious. Yes. And you inspired me with the tomatoes because the tomatoes are so dang good. <laughs> and I love just to cut up a tomato and put like some Italian dressing on there, some salt and pepper and just eat it. Oh, I had it tonight. It It's just, that's summertime to me. It's just a fresh tomato. Mm. <laughs> I've got to tell you the first time. So we had some people over, this was a couple of years ago. Now uh, we had some people coming over, actually a former teammate, uh, Reed and Lindsay Webster, shout out mm-hmm. to the, uh, for both of us. That's kind of, both funny. of our former teammates. Uh, that's, yeah, right. that's funny. That's funny. Uh, and Khaki was slicing up some tomatoes and just putting them on a plate. Now we mm-hmm. had nothing that needed tomatoes. So I'm like, Khaki, what the heck are you doing? Nobody wants just a tomato. Uh, and of course, all the tomatoes disappear. I was quite ignorant to that. Um, tomatoes are so, so good. good. Tomatoes are yeah. so underrated. 100%. Underrated, especially when they're fresh and from mm-hmm. Ingles. People, come on, get it going. Let's go. Exactly, exactly right, Mac. Okay, well, it's time to talk Miami, and we were really honored that we were able to get Tyler Van Dyke again. We had him on last year um, a couple times, I believe. So this was really interesting to hear his insight with a new OC going into a fresh year. So speaking of fresh tomatoes, let's hear from Ingalls and we'll get to TVD. Did you know Ingalls only sells USDA choice and prime cuts of meat? Maybe it's time to reward yourself. Our butchers cut all our meat fresh in the store every day. Grass-fed, organic, you name it. Not only that, we'll even cut it to order just the way you like it. And we grind meat fresh in the store multiple times a day. It's all in the bag. That's the best meat in town for the best folks in town. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Tyler Van Dyke back with us, man. Two years in a row. We're honored. We're blessed to have you, buddy, and and excited you're back uh, with the Hurricanes and here for another year. Um, Man, it's something where I look at last season and there were just spurts, right? There were times where you were playing at like the highest level ever. You threw for nearly a thousand yards in two games. And then, you know, to start the season, there was like some miscommunication, changing of offense, all these different things. But when you were at your peak, you were there. 
everything's different this year, right? A lot of changes, a lot of new people. Uh, how's camp been? How's everything been with you moving forward? Yeah, everything's been good. Um, yeah, actually, after last season before I got hurt, I felt like I was at the top of my game. Um, thought we were really playing really well as offense, and um, yeah, some unfortunate stuff happened, and that's the way it goes. You gotta live life and move on from it. So, um, but yeah, fall camp's been good. Um, I feel like we've been progressing really nicely. Um, receivers been doing a great job, offensive line, running backs. I feel like we're coming together really nicely, and um, yeah, leading up to three weeks until the first game, uh, I'm very excited to get going with the guys. Well, let's talk about some of the the changes that we've seen, a new offense. So what has this been like with Coach Dawson? You obviously learned a new offense last year, and now you got a new offense this year. What is that like from a player's perspective, and what do you like about some of the new things y'all will be doing this year? Yeah, I mean, this is my fourth year in college now and um, third offense coordinator. So <laughs> wow. just knowing knowing the game and knowing schemes and concepts, it's, it's not too hard to pick up on. Um, just the language is a little bit different. Um, it's all about time and communication now. So, um, and understanding why Coach Dawson is doing what he's doing, why he's calling this play with there, why he's calling it um, in certain situations. So, it's all about being on the same page with us too. And then, obviously, me being on the same page um, with the offensive line and, and the skill players. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Dawson, I mean, I know he's licking his chops to to be able to have you as his quarterback. I mean, the things that he was able to do with Clayton at Houston and, and just the offenses that they had, I've got to think he feels pretty confident with the things that, that you guys will be able to do. Um, I do want to talk about those big uglies. I'll leave the skill players for KG. I'll <laughs> let her dive into that. Uh, but I want to talk about your offensive line because it's, it's retooled. Um, you guys went out and got some really special players. I mean, Matt Lee came in and he represented you guys at media day. I mean, he, he came in and, and feel like he's been an instant leader. So what have you seen from that group? And, and maybe if there's some individuals you want to pick out and say that they've really done a good job. Yeah, the whole group in general has been doing a great job. Um, they've been on the same page with each other. And it starts with Matt, obviously, as a center. Um, understanding where to point, when to flip protections. And obviously, we're always on the same page. Um, I got to see secondary rotation um, when blitzes occur. So, But, yeah, those guys are something special. Uh, Matt Lee, Javion Cohen, Jalen Rivers, um, those are the guys right there. They've been – doing a great job so far, you know, leading the offense, um, being physical. Um, yeah, just taking us to the next level that we need to be be at um, up front. So I'm uh, very excited to get underway with those guys. Yeah. How, how about those young freshmen, man? Because it's so funny. I can't wait to see them in person. I'm going to be down with you guys in, in a week or so. Um, and, and I just hear Coach raving about them. And he, he, he found me at media day and said, hey, you're going to love this offensive <laughs> line, but wait till you see these young guys. I mean, have you seen anything like that, these young guys? Nothing like it. I mean, yeah, Francis and Sampson are monsters. It's it's insane. Um, you know, Francis is going to get a lot of playing time this year, and um, you know he's been going with the want since spring ball, doing a great job and going against guys like Akeem Mesidor, Najee Kelly, Jafar Harvey, um, just those experienced guys, and he's blocking them, um, pass blocking, run blocking. Um, it's it's pretty impressive to see. Um, I think he's 340, 350, 20% body fat. Oh <laughs> like 6'5". It's insane. Yeah. Wow. So I'm excited he's on our side. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Mac is, uh, Mac is very excited, if you can't tell. All right, let, let's talk about something that, you know, the fans want to hear about. Let's talk about some pass catchers. And I remember, Tyler, last year, going into the A&M game, when we saw and heard the news that, that Xavier Restrepo was out, 
I thought, mm, okay, th- this is TVD security blanket. I mean, this is his guy. And I know you guys are, are best friends and all these types of things. So obviously he came back and, and we know that this is going to be a huge connection between y'all this year. Tell us more about your connection with Xavier and what kind of year you think you two can have. Yeah, I mean, he's a special player. Um, finds the windows when you need them. Um, understands leverage, understands concepts and you know, what the defense is playing coverages. So uh, he's very smart in terms of that, gets open uh, pretty easily, um, even though he's not supposed to get open to certain coverages. So, um, yeah, definitely security blanket um, when I need him. Uh, but, yeah, there's other guys like Kobe Young, Jacoby George, Tyler Harrell, and I can go on and on. I think um, our all the way to our three deep um, receivers can play this year. I think we have a lot of depth. Um, I'm in that position this year and um, feel a lot more comfortable and stable with those guys than I did a year ago. Yeah, for sure. And I saw something, I think it was uh, Xavier who posted it, about you guys just competing over every little thing and something about throwing rocks at a stop sign, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, so <laughs> what, what is the, for lack of a better term, stupidest thing that you guys compete over? <laughs> Honestly, it's everything. Like... <laughs> Racing to get home to our apartment. I was not trying to go too fast, but sure. Um, yeah, stupid stuff like that. He 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 kind of eggs me on to do stuff like that to be competitive, uh, <laughs> and I'm just competitive, so can't I can't um, back down from any of those ideas that he has. So just got to go along with it. You got to step up to the challenge, man. You got to show him. You got to show him yeah. you're the alpha. Uh, you you mentioned you're you're on a better page with those receivers than a year ago. What went into that? Because I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, from the outside, they just think you show up Saturday and go throw a football around. Uh, but there's a lot that people don't see, and there's a lot of hours and, and effort and time and, you know, just re- relationship building that goes into it. So what did that look like, you know, really after the season for you to keep growing with these guys? Yeah, so we were going Monday through Friday working out, and then every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, We'd always get together Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'd uh, do seven on seven versus the defense, and then Saturdays we'd come in in the morning um, and just work on timing with each other. Uh, that's the most important thing uh, when it comes to throwing and catching the ball, um, especially versus tight coverage, good defenses. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what we did uh, throughout the offseason, just coming in on, on Saturday uh, for a couple hours and just making sure our timing is good um, just to you know, be better at throwing and catching than we were a year ago. Sure. What was that? I mean, were you having to, you know, kind of pull guys' arms? Were they excited to do that? I mean, I, I know there's probably some different results for different times, but what was that like when you would hit them up, say, hey, let's go get some work in? No, yeah, we have a group chat, um, and everybody would be there. Um, that's just the standard now. So uh, we made it a standard, so everybody had to be there on Saturday um, just to get that work in. TVD, we know that this defense is going to be pretty salty. I think people are excited about this defense, and we've heard some – rumblings you know some rumors about this this bane kid who hey, it's not a rumbling yeah, it's coach Cristobal screaming oh, it. he's yelling it out there <laughs> sounds like he's the real deal i mean what, what's the craziest thing you've seen him do so far like today at practice um he was in my face a couple times uh <laughs> he's going with the ones um wow. every once in a while i don't think he's in there all the time yet um i think we have a lot of great um defensive linemen uh akeem mesador is a monster lt uh, I could go on and on, yeah. But going back to Ruben Bain, uh, for him being a freshman, for how powerful he is going against experienced guys, 
Um, it's really impressive to see. Uh, very smart in knowing how to use his hands, um, use le using his leverage. Um, yeah, he's just very intelligent in the way he can pass rush and get off block. So, um, like I said before about some other guys, very excited he's on our team because, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to be playing against him. <laughs> That's exciting. And this is what you love to see, right, especially at a place like Miami that has so much tradition of just – these monster players and, and athletes that go on and do great things, this is the level it's supposed to be at. When, when you have these freshmen who come in, hey, we didn't recruit you to sit down. We recruited you to play, and some of these young guys really getting an opportunity. Uh, one place younger guys might not get an opportunity is that safety position. I mean, you guys are stacked. I look at James and I look at Cam. I mean, they're just beasts and easily could both be All-Americans at the end of this year. How have, have they gotten better? But also, how do they help you get better in the in the ball hawking ability? Big, massive dudes in the middle. What have you seen from them so far this offseason and in camp? Yeah, they challenge me. I challenge them. Uh, we go back and forth. Um, they make great plays. Uh, we make great plays on them. Um, it's it's very good competition. Um, you know, it's something we need going into the season. Um, you know, we make each other better. Um, yeah, like you said, very. You know, impressive safeties, impressive people. Um, those two have really taken a, a next step in, in being the leader on the defense that we need, uh, both of them, um, and the team as well. So, yeah, very glad they're on our, on our team. Um, obviously great ball hawkers, great tacklers in space. Um, yeah, one of the best safety duos in the nation. So can't wait to see him play this fall. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I mentioned earlier in the interview, we talked about Restrepo getting hurt in that A&M game, and it, it just feels like you guys had so many chances in that game. I mean, so many chances to win it. You get them again. That, that's the beauty of college football with these home and homes. I know you have Miami of Ohio to start the year, and then A&M. What kind of message do you think you guys can send if you get off to a really good start and also, you know, have a win in that A&M game? Yeah, like you said, it starts with the Miami of Ohio game. Um, you know, we got to start off strong with that. Um, you know, losing to Middle Tennessee last year, we can't take anybody lightly. So um, that's where our mindset has to be uh, going into the next uh, few weeks. Um, yeah, and obviously A&M coming into our place. So, um, yeah, last year's last year. Um, obviously couldn't score in the red zone. Had a lot of yards, couldn't score in the red zone. So, um, you know, just going to focus on the first game for now and then move on to that one after. But, yeah, definitely very excited for that A&M game. Tyler, last one for you, man. We're, we're so grateful for your time. What do you think the biggest difference is in, in last year's Miami team and this year? You know, Coach Cristobal, second year, um, a lot of star players that are still on the team now, but there's just a – I don't know, it feels different to me, and, and I think it will feel even more different when I'm down there visiting with you guys. But what's the biggest difference in your opinion? It's just the positive energy. Um, I think the culture has changed immensely. Um, more guys using their voices, becoming leaders – um, I think we're more together than we were a year ago um, between the offense and defense. We've done a lot a lot of stuff off the field, um, just hanging out with each other, um, making sure we're all close and um, family. So I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to team success. You've got to be close. You've got to be family. Because um, when it gets hard sometimes, you've got to be able to fight through those adverse moments with each other um, in, a, in a difficult uh, atmosphere in some uh, stadium so um yeah it's all about togetherness and, and playing together that leads to su uh, success 
There you go, man. Well, we're grateful for your time. Very appreciative of you, man, and uh, excited to see you guys this season. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. See you soon. Mac, as we said before we chatted with our guy TVD, it is all about the you. And every single year, we come into an ACC football season with high <laughs> expectations for Miami because they are always tremendously talented. They return a guy like Tyler Van Dyke, who is an NFL-level talent. They've got some new faces, new coordinators. But should we? Should there be some hype for this team, Mac? I mean, the real answer is yes, of course, because there always is. But how are we feeling about the Miami hype? Here's the deal. The, the roster is impressive. And it, like you said, it usually is. But it's impressive in different places to me. The offensive line is retooled. And, and again, we're recording this early. Again, watch tonight. You'll see ACC Network. You'll probably hear me raving a lot more because I'll have seen them in person. But everything that I've read is that this offensive line is for real. It's deep. They've got experience. You Mario got told you that in. at ACC he likes. He came and found me and told me that. He's going to say, hey, look, you're going to be excited when you see these guys. Uh, and a couple of freshmen, five-star freshmen, and Samson and Big Francis, as KG likes to say. Uh, and, and so we're excited to see them. Uh, and, and I think that there's a lot of promise there. Now, some of those young guys might have to step in and play right away, which mm. you know can, can be a little concerning. This is another level. But, hey, you recruit five stars to play, not to sit and watch. And so you got to be ready. you got to get it going. So exciting to see that. Um, when I look at Miami last year, you know, just a confusing season, up and down, all around. I mean, five and seven with some bad, bad, embarrassing losses. Um, they just the play calling was so weird, KG. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to do stuff that they weren't physically ready to do from a, a body standpoint. When you look at who they were as a team, um, and, and then when they did kind of go back to TVD's skill set, he threw for nearly a thousand yards in two games. Um, and then of course he gets hurt and, and can't go for the rest of the year. And you know, the, the rest was history. So I, I think that there is because of some changes, because of where I think this team can be, I think there is, there should be, and there is hype about Miami. I agree. And we all know last year injuries were an issue. There's no doubt about it. Obviously Tyler Van Dyke's injury, but I still stand by Restrepo getting hurt before they went to A&M was huge. And we mentioned that with TBD. That's Tyler's security blanket. That's his guy. That's his best friend, their roommates. And he didn't have him. And that game was a game of inches. I mean, it was very close in College Station, and Miami couldn't score in the red zone. So I still think that could have changed their season. And, yeah. of course, Restrepo's got to stay healthy for this offense. But, Mac, let's let's talk about that O-line because I think that's a big difference. There are some guys that you're really excited about. And you mentioned uh, Samson and Francis, these guys that might play right away. You were reminding me that you were a fifth-year senior when Mitch Hyatt was a true freshman at Clemson, That's starting right. at left tackle as a true freshman. What does it take to be able to start on the O-line in the ACC as a true freshman? Yeah, I tell you what, it is way more difficult at tackle, right? Just because mm-hmm. of the monsters that are out there, the teams that you see, um, the, the werewolves that are out there that you know both these young cats, if they play, you know, you're going to get a healthy dose. Um, especially when you look at this schedule and, you know, who Miami plays, um, they've got to be ready. They've got to be ready to go. And, and, you know, honestly, it just takes communication. I mean, physically, I'm sure that they are at a place, everything that I've heard, uh, these guys are very gifted, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the way that they look physically, their strength, 
body composition, all of those things. So I assume that that is probably on par with a relatively average, you know, two, three year offensive lineman. Um, now, what have they done since they've got there? Have they taken that another step where they're just these freakazoids? The biggest thing is just communication. Everybody has to be on the same page. And that's true if it's five fifth-year seniors out there or five true freshmen. You know, everybody, if you're all wrong, you're all right. You're all going the same way. And, and that's important, uh, which it's funny to think about that. Uh, but truly, if you can just kind of know what each other are doing, you're in a great spot. And it can make things easier. Um, now if they put them in a bunch of one-on-ones and target and overload and try to confuse, then yeah. you, you might have a problem, but you know, I, I'll be able to give you a, a better assessment again, seeing these guys in person. Um, but I think with, with the veteran guard play experienced guys that have either been at Miami for a while or been in the sec and JV and Cohen on the other side, I, I just have to think that they're going to be ready and get these guys going. If the freshmen do indeed have to play early. They've got to protect TBD, keep him healthy. That's rule number one. And it feels like Shannon Dawson, the new OC, and just the way Tyler Van Dyke was talking to us about this new system. First of all, I said this is his third new system at Miami, so he's kind of used to that. But it it feels like Miami kind of understood, okay, we've got to utilize TBD's skill set. We can't just try to ground and pound and be really vanilla and not use his cannon of an arm. So do you feel like that's more of what we're going to see this year? I, I would assume so. I mean, everything that Coach Dawson did at Houston, I mean, I have some of the stats written down here. You know, he had a, a in 2019 with a true freshman, he had 2,400 yards, uh, 39 total TDs, 2,000 rushing yards. So great balance there. Mm-hmm. In a COVID year, same thing, great balance. Then in the junior year, you know, you saw these guys go up to, to 3,800 yards. And then the next year in a senior year, over 4,000. Each of those seasons had 57 touchdowns. Miami this past season only had 30. They're not scoring at a high clip the season ago. That's almost double the production. So just think about that. I mean, it, it's going to be exceptional to see. And, and when you see the concepts, the RPO is going to be really heavy. Letting TVD sling it all around. Let him be comfortable. Don't have him thinking about you know, a whole lot of different crazy things that could go on and checks and, you know, things of that nature. So I am excited to see it and just how much more free he can be in this offense because it's undeniable the talent that he has and the arm talent, the anticipation. I mean, this this guy two years ago going into, you know, last season was already a a mock first rounder. And I think he can get back to that if he has a massive year, but certainly it's going to take a a, a big year with a bunch of stats. Yeah, it is for sure. And I want to throw, speaking of stats, throw this at you. This was the the last season when Miami went 5-7 and seven was the first time that they had not made a bowl game since 2007, which is pretty surprising, honestly, because people always talk, oh, Miami's been down, blah, blah, blah. But they've been consistently in bowl games for the past, you know, 15 years. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting, Mac, is defensively. This is the first time since 2006 that Miami returns an All-American on defense and Cam Pynchon. So that part to me is interesting. And I know, I think this offense is going to be improved, but I think this defense can, can really be no, no disrespect, but maybe the heart and soul of this team. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that's disrespectful. I think, especially when you see, you know, new coordinator, they bring in coach G had a top five, you know, defense at Marshall. Uh, You know, I had the privilege of speaking to him in the bowl game. I covered their bowl game for Marshall and, he does some exotic stuff. He, he wants to be multiple. He's going to kind of a lot like Coach and I, but, but obviously defensively, mm. where he tries to get one-on-one matchups 
you know, in the blitz protection uh, or against protection and, and put guys in, you know, these really good situations. So that makes me excited. You know, what, what is, you know, Miami now going to be able to do with that, uh, w- with James Williams, a very versatile yeah. piece of that safety position, a big monster. Cam coming off the edge. I talked to him about this at media day. He said, yeah, I love it, man. I, I want to be close to the box. I want to be making plays, get to that football. And so to me, I think when you see this skill, when you see this talent, um, you know, especially on the defensive line and, and around the linebacking core, you bring in Francis's brother, Francisco, to play linebacker from Washington State. Uh, Leonard Taylor, I think, he's right there. Like, if he can take another step and really, KG, reach that five-star potential, you feel really good about the things that he's going to do. Akeem Mesador, I mean, TVD said this dude's just mm-hmm. killing guys. Uh, and then another freshman in, in Bain, you know, Ruben oh, Bain yeah. that I think has a good chance to start. I mean, he's a guy that Coach Cristobal has just been raving about. And in high school, dude had like 100 sacks in his career. I mean, that's just crazy. That's Hobba Baldonaldo playing against these <laughs> young kids. Uh, you know, those type of stats. If you guys remember the videos that we put out there. Um, and, of course, the secondary. It is what it is in Miami. You know what time it is when you see those guys out there. So, a lot of versatility that I think we're going to see defensively, KG. A lot of, man, just moving guys around, find the best spot, try to get those one-on-one matchups in the blitz pickup. And even, you know, what I would love to see is kind of this, I always talk about the rabbit package defensively, where you bring in a fast guy, a defensive end, put him at three technique. Do they try to do that with Akeem Ezidor? Slide him inside, mm. have Bain right beside him, and just have these werewolves everywhere you look. It's going to be fun. I know his creativity exotic looks it's going to be on full display for the defense mac you're getting me excited i know i'm sorry i'm getting myself excited (laughs) this is the bottom line with miami even though i just gave you the set that they haven't had a returning defensive all-american since 2006 so that is different but it just feels like every year they have dudes and we don't see it come to fruition but you just named so many names on that defense (laughs) it feels like this defense They've got to be better, and they've got to wreak havoc. They've got to force turnovers. They've got to yes. help this offense. Right. That that's got to be the piece. And then when you know you do get the ball back, who's going to be the guy to to step up and help Restrepo? Right. We, yeah. we know he's the security blanket. We know that he's the guy that's going to be there and and make some solid plays if healthy. Can Tyler Harrell, you know, who started at Louisville, went to Alabama, and is now at Miami, you know, can he step up and, and get it done? Uh, which that's interesting. I don't, I don't know, you know, how he's eligible, but some guys aren't. Maybe he graduated from Bama. Um, Colby Young, you know, really came on last year, you know, coming a big target for the guys. And then just who else? Are there some freshmen? Are there some young guys that can step up? I think TVD is the type of quarterback that he can make people better around him. And certainly that that's probably going to be the case here. A lot like Clemson, um, I think there's talent, but maybe it's a little unproven uh, that, that guys just need to see it come to fruition. The run game is going to be interesting, KG. Again, we talk about the offensive line. I think Jalen Rivers is going to be a monster. Matt Lee is going to be a monster. And then some of those freshmen see where they play. But, you know, is, is Henry Parrish going to be the guy? Is Donald Chaney finally going to stay healthy and, and help be a guy? Is there a freshman that we don't know about that they feel good and, and step up? Because it as much as I know they're probably going to throw it, I know at Coach Cristobal's core, yeah. he wants to run the football. He wants to be able to run the football when he needs to run the football. And with this big offensive line, I think that they're going to pave the way a little bit better. So at the end of the day, it's all about health for these skill positions and uh, you know, just how, how healthy can they stay throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You run to win. 
That's that's, that's right. our new line right. that we're going with right now. Mac, let's talk schedule. Vegas has the Miami Hurricanes win total at seven and a half. I find the schedule to be very interesting. Yep. They draw the three teams picked highest in the league in Clemson, Florida State, UNC. They play all three of those. They also have A&M. And the fourth. And the fourth in NC State. Yeah, and NC State. That's right. That's right. At NC State. They also have – and three of those games on the road, by the way, of those four teams. They have Clemson at home. They also have A&M early. I think – I asked TVD a little bit about that A&M game. I think that A&M game is huge. Mm-hmm. And when we look back at last year, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I feel like it all started to unravel after A and M, and of course they lost to Middle Tennessee right after A and M last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and A and M, you were t- telling me this before we came on that A and M is somehow ranked in the preseason top twenty five, which I think is just the most absurd thing I've ever heard of. So, you, that game is huge. Like I, I think a lot of your season. Not saying you can't recover if you lose that game, but. That game can give you a ton of momentum, even if A and M turns out to not be that very not be great. You know, we don't really think they are. It's still just a big brand. It's yeah. necess- It's an ACC SEC battle. The A and M game is really big, Mac. In my opinion, yeah, no, it's it's massive. I mean, it, it's ABC three thirty week two. Let's get it going. Yeah. You know, and 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 they're going to be ranked uh, coming into that game. They're going to be just fine. So a good opportunity Always. at home, right? At home to, to get a get ranked up and, and to get that momentum and, and fly that ACC flag. I don't care what their record is at the end of the year. They're ranked when you play, you know, and I kind of changed. I moved the goalposts. I will admit that I changed <laughs> it depending on my argument, what I want to say. Um, we all do that. But yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and you look at last year's game. They should have won that game. I mean, my gosh, there were like 11 drops, uh, just red horrible zone. execution. Guys couldn't catch the ball, couldn't execute in the red zone, couldn't score any points. And uh, it, it was just baffling. It, it truly was. And like you said, that was the kind of beginning of this what the heck is going on mm-hmm. you know, for Miami. And they kind of figured it out and then didn't figure it out. Um, so, yeah, it's important. And, and, again, looking at that schedule at UNC versus Clemson, at NC State, at Florida State, that, that is a rough Ooh. stretch right there with Virginia kind of Virginia in the middle. In the middle. That, yeah, thank you. Um, that, that's going to be tough. And, you know, when you look at that, how many of those teams are ranked? You know, right now, three of the four are. Uh, when, when you look at those four top four schools, does NC State find a way? Um, and is Miami themselves ranked? I mean, e- they could easily be walking into to North Carolina at 5-0, and mm-hmm. ranked somewhere in the country. And, and, you know, how much momentum can you get? We saw it happen with Coach Rick in, in what was it, 2017, where yep. Miami just exploded and got, I think, as high as number like number three. two or three in the and country. Eight. Yeah, and so can they catch that again? Can they bottle it up? Because uh, the excitement will be there. As soon as the Canes win, look out. I mean, the nation will be all about some Miami very quickly. Always. I think, you know, Miami used to be kind of a, a hated brand, but now people are just like, come on, Miami. <laughs> come on, you, you can do it. should be good. Come on, help us out. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that we have the Miami Bowl. Week one, Miami, Florida versus Miami of Ohio. I think that is just excellent. The real Miami. Who's the real Miami? I love um, that so much. Yeah, it's beautiful. So did, did you give us a number? I don't know. Yeah, I was, I was about to. Did you go with it? Did you pick? Uh, I hate picking Miami. I hate it. I hate picking Miami. The number seven and a half, and I see, I see eight wins. I see eight wins. So I think you go over. Um, especially just you heard us name all the freaking dudes on this roster. Yeah. I think Miami's a win. I think A&M should be a win. 
Bethune Cookman at Temple, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Louisville, BC. Yeah. Louisville at home. I, I think those should be wins, Mac. But they should be. Whatever you think they, with Miami almost never comes true. I know. I know. I here's the deal. I think that they get to kind of similar. I can't remember who I said this about. I think they get to eight in the bowl game. So I'm gonna go under. Okay. You know, I, right. I'm a big over guy. I'm a big over guy. I'm uh, proud of you, Mac. My, my, my math never really maths up. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go under here. I do think that there's a possibility for an eight win season and, and showing like some brink of greatness. Um, and then just what can you do building in the future? That that'll be the biggest thing for Miami. So I'm right there, right at the under. I'm close. Right. We'll there. see if I'm persuaded. Hey, we'll we'll maybe do a little addendum to this episode after I see practice. We'll we'll see what happens. The, the hype train might have fully left the station by the NKG. But mm-hmm. that's it from us, guys. Another great episode. Shout out to the Kane. Shout out to Cam hooking us up. TVD, appreciate his time. He was right in the middle. I know he was headed to another meeting. He made time for us. Um, but a gr- another great episode of Graham Look and Mac Lane brought to you by our great friends over at Ingles. Couldn't do this without their support and really appreciate them. We need you to do us a favor. Get over to YouTube, subscribe, leave some comments, jump on this party. We have a ton of fun. Uh, and of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe over there as well. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.